everybody. Welcome to the Cindy Donaldson Show. I am your host, Cindy Donaldson. I'm a certified high-performance coach, bucket list obsessed, a serial entrepreneur, and I truly am on a mission to make sure that everybody in my circle learns how to create and live an incredible life by design. So today I want to talk about motivation. And in full disclosure, this whole podcast has been inspired by Andy Frazella of 75 hard. I've never done the 75 hard program. Um, It just always seemed too daunting to me, which I'm going to get to in a bit, but I do uh, get his emails daily and sometimes they resonate with me. I am not the person that says you should grind away your entire life in hopes of something in the future. Again, if you've been around me a hot minute, then you know that both of my parents died very young. My mother was 45. My dad was 66. And I heard constantly growing up, oh, we can't do that. Got to save money for retirement. Can't do that. When my father knew that he was dying, he would cut his medicine in half because he didn't want to dip into his retirement fund. Are you flipping kidding me? So I am not about the grind. I'm not about the grind, but I do understand, and I I am living proof of this, that you have to do hard things and sometimes do the things you got to do to get to where you want to go. And getting outside that comfort zone, yes, is where the magic happens. You've all heard it a million times before if you've done any kind of personal development. So there's this fine line. I guess I'm a little juxtaposition of a (laughs) personal development coach here and a mentor, but you do have to do the hard. You do have to do the uncomfortable. You do have to do what my mentor says, the chores, you know, that those daily habits. And this is such a Brendan Bouchard thing and why I was so attracted to the High Performance Institute and studying under him. It's a very structured process. And for those of you that have ADHD, like me, you know that you thrive on the adventure, you thrive on new things, but in order to get shit done, you've got to have some kind of structure. So This next 90 days, my Q4, I am embarking on this 90 days of me, sort of a 90 days, not a sort of, it is a 90 day sprint, the things that I do for my clients and I'm doing it for me and my companies. So in order to do that, I have to have structure and it's kind of like, um, you know, New Year's resolutions on steroids. Now, a New Year's resolution, 99.9% of them fail. I mean, how many of you have gone to the gym, right? If you're a regular gym person, you know you're waiting for it. January 1st or January 2nd, it is packed. By January 15th, it's back to normal. It's, you know, it's empty. You got your jam again. Why? Because the motivation just wanes. You're all pumped up. You're going to do it. And hell, I've done this so many times, so many times, because I'm missing what I'm going to talk about in a second. So if you're really excited about something, and again, I am a catalytic energy person. And all that means is I have a lot of energy when it comes to new projects. I am like a freaking rocket ship. I get excited about stuff. I'm like, boom. And then the flame dies off. Not every rocket can sustain that high energy, eventually it sheds it sheds those out of you. I'm not a rocket scientist by any, but you know what I mean? Like they, they kind of shed something and then they kind of start cruising around. They're not in that acceleration. So the acceleration part is easy. It is the mundane. 
that gets me every time because again, I have ADHD and the mundane drives me insane. I am very impatient. It's not sexy. It's not fun. But if you want to get to where you want to go, you have to do the chores. You have to do the mundane. So back to Andy Priscilla. Um, he had a YouTube video. And if you're on my email list, I, I put a link to it in there because it was really good. He said, you know, he, he usually says fuck motivation, right? Because he's he's like, motivation is stupid. You have to be disciplined. And that's what 75 hard teaches you, right? It's the discipline. You drink the gallon of water. You work out two 45-minute sessions a day, one inside, one outside. You read 10 pages of a book and you stick to a diet, whatever that looks like. And you do it for 75 days. And if you miss a day, boom, you're, you gotta start over. To me, that's anxiety on steroids. Like I- I just, I never went down that path to do it. Maybe I should, I don't know. Hit me in the comments and let me know if I should. But his message in the video was, he's like, people quit before, because results don't happen instantly, okay? If you are a 61 year old woman like me and you are trying to lose postmenopausal weight, you know, you are not like you were when you were 21. Hello, preaching to the choir here, right? So transformation takes time. If you've ever launched a business, you know that you have to wait three to five years sometimes before you reap the rewards of that, right? You write a book. It's going to take a long time. You're not going to like sit down one day and boom, the book is done and it's going to be at the top of the New York Times bestseller list. Or you're going to be a million. Like that's just not how it happens. So how do you win the game? It is that mundane. It is that discipline. So in my 90-day sprint that I'm doing for myself and I'm leading my Courage Formula Insiders group through, and if you're not on that list, go to cindy-donaldson.com and, and get in the program. Sorry, shameless self-promotion there for a sec. Well, I'm actually not sorry because I teach my clients not to be sorry about that. But what I'm saying is like, I know personally that I'm not going to see results of all the work that I'm doing until like day 31 or maybe even day 60. So I'm calling it my health and wealth adventure. And so for health, I'm doing the mundane. I'm tracking everything I eat. I'm mat I'm measuring my metabolic output. I'm using lumen. I'm weighing myself every day. I'm walking 5k a day and I'm doing weights. Like I know that it is the little steps that are going to add up and God willing on day 31, day 60 or whatever, or maybe it'll be even be at the end of 90. I am going to start seeing the results of that. And that according to Andy Frazella, and I do believe this 100% is when the motivation will kick in until then you got to do the grind. You got to do the mundane. You got to do the chores. You just got to get up every day and put one fucking foot in front of the other and get going. Is it easy? Yeah. Is it hard? Yes. Yes. Because like, I haven't gone outside and done my workout today. And here's why. Like I, I live in an RV and I have a lot of um, Zoom meetings and I'm leading some coaching groups today. I have some personal coaching and I wanted to do some podcasts and videos. And so I'm literally living in a driveway at Dave's aunt and uncle's house. So we are not in a campground. And so for me, I have to literally go shower in their house, right? Because if you're an RVer, you know, like I'm not hooked up to water here and I'm saving my water for other things. So I didn't want to go out and do my workout and be all hot and sweaty, da, 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 and go out. And, and so I'm saving my workout for the end of the day. 
I know though, and I made this conscious choice, but I know at four o'clock when my last coaching session is over, I'm going to be tired. I'm not going to want to do it, but I'm going to channel my other personal development guru, Mel Robbins, and go five, four, three, two, one, get out the fucking door and go. Five, four, three, two, one, just go do it. And I also know that when I'm done, I will have a dopamine high because I'm going to check it off my list. I've committed to do a hundred miles in October, run, walk, bike. I'm not back to running yet, knee injury. I'm still waffling on whether I'm going to go down that path, but why am I saying, but like, I hate that. And, and I'm going to focus on my health. And if the running was meant to be, it will be. I know that when I get my health back and my blood pressure's back and, you know, all of that kind of stuff, I'm going to feel better and it's going to be easier to run, hike and all that kind of stuff. So the motivation part of this isn't going to come for a while. And here's, here's the thing. So I get asked this all the time. Well, Cindy, if the motivation's not going to come, how do I actually stay motivated through the mundane? And this really goes back to your why. And I know you hear this all the time too. And so what the hell does that mean? Focus on your why. You have to dig deep in your soul. And why do you want to get to wherever you want to go? Like, why do you want to finish a 75 hard? Why? Just to say that you did it? Okay, cool. Do you want to better your health? Cool. But it can't just be to lose weight because losing weight is not sexy. It's got to be a bigger picture. If you've never done the seven levels deep exercise that Dean Graziosi has done, um, and again, you can hit me in the comments here or send me an email at cindy at cindy-donaldson.com and I'll actually email you the worksheet. I um, paid to take a class with him and he said that we could rebrand it and use it. So I've done that. It's a very powerful thing because you ask yourself why you wanna do something. Like, why do you wanna be a millionaire? Why do you wanna be at a healthy weight? And then you answer that. And then you ask yourself, well, okay, because I want to look better in my clothes. Well, why do you want to look better in your clothes? Well, because I don't feel great in my clothes right now. Like, why? And you get keep going till you get to seven levels. And when you get to that seventh level, it's kind of like this. It gets really deep, like really, really deep. And the it's often emotional. So when I did this, I realized... I don't want to be my parents. As harsh as that sounds, like, I don't want to be my parents. I don't want to be unhealthy. I don't want to be in a miserable relationship. I don't want to have a shit show of a family. Like, my family is crazy. I don't want to um, hide things and, and keep secrets. Like, I don't want to be that person. And I don't want to die early. Like my first milestone in my life was to get to 45. Okay. I'm 45. My mother died of breast cancer. I did. I, and I actually put off like when, when she was ill in the early eighties, there was no like gene therapy and mapping. And so I, I'll never know if she had the BRCA gene or anything like that. And I really put it off because I'm very good at the bubble world, you know, and plus when I was in my thirties and forties, I was in a terrible space and to be honest, that was one more thing like I just couldn't deal with. And so I never did. And finally, when I got to the other side of my ugly in my life, I um, 
I was working with my doctor and she's like, Cindy, let's just do it. Let's just do it. My insurance would pay for it because I was high risk. So it didn't cost me anything. And she's like, the chances of you being BRCA positive at the age of 50 are close to nil. So let's just do a complete gene mapping thing and find out if you have any markers. Thankfully, I don't have any markers. So for any of the big cancers. Um, But for me, it was getting to 45. And now I'm 61. My father passed away at 66. So now that's kind of looming over me. And it's weird how your past kind of gets in your head. And I know I'm kind of going off topic here, but this shit is really important because a lot of the stuff in your past and what you tell yourself and the the circle you're around and your upbringing, it, it doesn't have to define your future, but it definitely influences your future. So going back to that why thing, you have to really, really go deep with this, really go deep because that's what you have to pull on. I often share my marathon story. And if you've heard this before, I apologize. But again, and, and when I was in high school, I was the chubby smart kid and chubby. I weighed like 130 pounds, but it was the seventies and everybody was a twig who was not athletic. And so back then they would choose two teams and the two jocks, one girl, one boy. And we had gym class every single day, by the way, which I don't think now is a bad thing, but the, um, we had one girl, one boy, and they got to choose teams. 99.9% of the time I was chosen last. And if there was dodgeball, I got hit in the head. Like I was the geek, right? So when I was about 45, I had lost, I had gotten pretty heavy in my bad marriage. And I had, um, when I was around 45, I went to the doctor and my blood pressure was really bad. And my doctor told me, it's like, Cindy, if you don't change your life, you're going to die. You're going to die. You may not get cancer, but you're going to die of a heart attack, a stroke or something like you are unhealthy. And he wanted to put me on all of these drugs. And I said, no, not doing that. Stubborn Cindy. It's like, give me 90 days. Hence the 90 day sprint with my health. Cause I know it works. I said, give me 90 days. And so I went to the gym I dramatically changed my diet. I actually went to Weight Watchers back then to kind of help me focus and have a community. There weren't as many online apps back then and all this other kind of stuff. So that's what I did. And in 90 days, I didn't lose all the weight I wanted, but in 90 days, my blood pressure was normal. My blood work was normal because I committed to the process. You can change your life in 90 days. Okay. In that process, I signed up for a road race. I have never run, except for that stupid shit that they made you do in the 70s for the president's thing. We had to run a mile. I never made it. So I was like, I'm going to run a five mile road race on August 10th, which was my birthday in the heat of the day. It's like, and I don't handle heat. So I signed up for that race and my partner, Dave, agreed to train with me. He's an athlete. He was a soccer player in high school and like, he's just an athlete. So I'm all excited because I had lost 30 pounds and my blood work was great. And I'm going to go running. I ran to the end of his driveway and I thought I was going to die. And immediately I felt defeated because I had worked so hard. I was like, this should be easy. And again, so he reminded me like, it's a process Just start doing telephone poles. And that's what I did. 
And about 13 or 14 years late on my, like when I was 58, so now three years ago, I by then I had run 5Ks, 10Ks, and even finished a half marathon, a couple half marathons. And I was like, I'm doing a marathon. And what better place to do a marathon than Disney, right? So because they give you seven hours to finish it, it's freaking Disney. It's fun. Everybody says Disney races are fun. So I go to register for the Disney marathon and I see this thing called the Dopey Challenge. Hmm. Challenge accepted. Four races, four days, 5K, 10K, half, and marathon. And it's 48.6 miles. And you get all these medals and you get ears and it, it's a thing. It's a thing. So I did that. And I trained for a year for that. I had some injuries, but I trained for a year. And the weekend of the race, there was a heat advisory in Florida in January. And they said, if you cannot handle the heat, you need to pull out. Now, this race cost just to register for the race was like $780 or something. Plus, we had to pay for hotels um, and all that. And then, I mean, I'm an annual pass holder, so I didn't have to pay for the parks. But there's that. So, I mean, between Dave and I, we had invested like four or $5,000 into this, you know, week of of races and you don't get your money back. So I'm like, no. And plus I had gone public with this and shared it with the world. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not backing out now. Like I, I'm doing this. And I, I had a lot of anxiety around it because I do not do well in the heat. Like I really do not regulate my heat. Um, I can handle the cold cause you can add leather, you know, um, layers. So the, now the races start very early. The 5K, 10K and a half start at 5.30 in the morning. And although the half marathon was hot, I finished all three of those races well before the cutoff time. And I was feeling pretty good, tired, but good. And I ran them as a vegan, by the way. So that was pretty exciting. And at a torn meniscus in three spots, which that's a whole other story. Marathon morning happens. Uh, the race was supposed to start at five, which means you have to get up at like noon, get on the buses by three to get to the corrals. And I was in the last corral because I didn't, it was just my first marathon. I didn't have any pre-times. So I got in the back. It was so humid at five o'clock in the morning. And then the race got delayed because there was an accident on the highway and all the elite runner, uh, well, not all of them, but a bunch of the elite runners couldn't get there. So we didn't take off until like an hour and a half late. Which means by the time I got to like the half marathon mark or mile 10, the sun was blaring and I'm out on blacktop. And it was like 100 degrees and 95% humidity. People were like just passing out left and right. We had to pull over. Ambulances were coming. And a couple of times Dave was going to pull me out because I did not look good. And I didn't train. I didn't train for the heat. I, I just didn't train for the heat. And the, so my electrolytes were really off. Um, the, the water stations, everything was warm. I had brought some electrolyte drink with me, but that was gone very quickly. So I literally pulled off to a kiosk and got salt packets and just threw them in my mouth, which burned my mouth. Police and ambulances were there. They were handing out ice packs. I was shoving them down my shirt. And the reason I'm telling you this is, the only reason I finished that race, because I was I was not a fast runner. I was the back of the pack. And if you've ever run a Disney marathon, you know that there's thing called the balloon ladies. And if the balloon ladies get ahead of you, they pick you up. They were close to me. 
several times. Really, I mean, I ran with them a bunch towards the end. And then once you get to Epcot in, the bus can't get you anymore and you're safe. But 7,000 people dropped out of that race. And I made it to the end. And the only reason is because I focused on my why. I wanted this so badly, so badly that I wasn't going to let anything get in my way. Like the, the whole race was a blur. Like I can't, I sit back now and I was like, I can't even believe that I did it. I can't believe that I did it. And when I was going to get my dopey challenge medal and my ears, a guy passed out right next to us and they had to, you know, use a defibrillator. It was that dangerous of a race. Like I'm, it's, it's not funny, but no one died. Thank God. But 7,000 people dropped out and they ended up cutting the race short by a mile. Um, but I still got my 26.2 miles in. So anyway, the, that's the power of the why. When you are in that space where it's really hard and you're doing the mundane, again, going back to a marathon, like I'm a slow runner, right? That race, I trained at like a 15 mile a minute pace because I had seven hours to finish it, which is 16. So like my shorter runs were, you know, I would run my normal like 11, 10, 11 minute pace, 12 minute pace. And then my long runs, I really did train at 15, giving myself a buffer. So I'm I'm a slow runner. So to go out and do a five, you know, a 20 mile run, that's like four and a half, five hours. I'm not doing the math in my head. That's a long time to keep yourself motivated. You know, the book on tape that your phone's going to die and all that kind of stuff. So focusing on that deep why is how you get through it. And that motivation isn't going to come until you see the results, right? After I finished that race, I realized that if I put my mind to something, I can really do anything. I can do anything. The chubby little girl who was chosen last and got hit in the head with the dodgeball, the non-athlete did something most people couldn't. In fact, there were seasoned runners who were a lot thinner than I was and a lot more athletic and trained a lot harder didn't finish that race, yet I did, because I wanted it that badly. So when you're going into these last three months of the year, and if you're following my 90-day sprint idea, which is, you know, focusing on really, go listen to the last, last podcast, because I really kind of went into detail, but you're going to get three top priorities, things that you really want to accomplish by the end of the year, and it really could set you up for something for next year. Again, New Year's resolutions on steroids. New Year's it's 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 as simple as that, right? Get focused. Dig deep. Why do you want this? Why is this important to you? Why? If you can't answer that, you're not going to make it. I'm just being blunt, you're not going to make it. You have to dig deep and and it could just be I just want to prove it to myself. Because really, that was me with the marathon. I, I said I was going to do it like, I am not going to freaking quit. I, I wanted those six medals. And I knew what that celebration beer was going to taste like at the Irish pub that night when I was finished. Like, I knew what it was going to taste like. I knew what the weight of the medals were going to I knew where in the park I was going to go hang my medals and get my selfies. Like, I knew it. There was not a, a doubt in my mind. Even when I was running it, 
it sucked and I was worried, but I knew I was going to finish. I just knew I was going to finish because failure was not an option. They were going to have to drag me away on the stretcher. That could have happened and thank God it didn't. And I really do believe that the mind is such a powerful thing. Sometimes it can overcome your body. I mean, you see, I see this a lot in, um, you know, athletic events with pro athletes. They push and push and push. If you don't follow Tommy Ribs um, on social media, you should. Endurance runner, incredible athlete who one day came down, thought it was COVID and it was state, you know, it was lung cancer. And he was in an induced coma, an ECMO for months. And nobody thought he was going to live. Like he was a skeleton of a man. Now he's going to, he's training for the New York marathon. He ran the New York marathon last year and could only run like little spurts before his lungs kind of gave out. And again, I follow him on social because he's such an inspiration. And yesterday's post was he ran 20 miles and he didn't have to stop. Like what? Mind over matter. Like his will to live and his will to get back in the saddle was so strong. I'm convinced, again, I'm not a doctor and I'm not Tommy Ribs, but this is my soul telling me he wants it that badly. And then his body just, you know, said, okay, let's go, let's go. So that again, the hard, the motivation, you have to work on it. It is success in a 90 day sprint like this is 99% in your head. It's getting up, it's doing the mundane. So I have a, a um, that little, I'm going the wrong way, a little plaid journal right there up on my shelf is my 90 day sprint journal. And I have action items for me personally, for my health and for my companies. And today I checked some off. I made an appointment with my doctor to get my blood work and my annual checkup and all that because I need a baseline. We all need a baseline. I have um, this afternoon, I will go out for my 5K a day and I'm spending some time this evening working on um, finding an app that really works great for a workout routine and I've never really been great at yoga. And I know yoga is really good for reducing my stress and reducing cortisol. So I'm going to do some research on some beginning yoga classes that I can have on my phone or my iPad and go outside and do yoga. Because I'm full-time in my RV and we travel around, you know, I can't really get involved in a studio because I'm going to bop, bop, bop around. And I belong to Planet Fitness because that's what full-time RVers do. Um, so I have that as a backup, but it's not a great place to have Zen yoga. So it's all about being very intentional, writing down the action steps, and then checking the shit. You have to do it. You have to do it. You have to do the mundane. So do I want to go get blood work? No. Do I want to get up really early every morning and do the workout thing. It hasn't become an addiction yet. Now I was, I was a gym rat for years until we sold a house and got into the RV. I, it, it was a religion. You know, I went to the gym every morning. I was there by five 30. I had, I was constantly training for some race. So that was a very structured thing. And if I missed a day, I felt like shit. Like my body craved it. I haven't gotten there yet. It's kind of the part of the motivation. So now I have to say, okay, Cindy, five, four, three, two, one, get out there and do it. Five, four, three, two, one, don't eat the bag of chips. Five, four, three, two, one, focus back on being a plant-based eater. 
again, my journey, I feel really good on a plant-based diet. So I'm back to being a blue zoner, right? So all of those things I've gotten out of the habit. So I've got to regain those mental skills to do it. So that's kind of my story for the day. I hope you enjoyed it. Again, I'm Cindy Donaldson. This is the Cindy Donaldson show. Don't give up on your bucket lists. And if you don't have a bucket list, please, please start one because everybody deserves to create the dreaming and the bucket list and live a life by design because you only do this trip once. And so you might as well just ride it hard and ride it high and have a grand time. So we'll see you in the next episode. Have a great day. Bye.